can have a good time. Yeah. But that's borderline some alcoholic shit. Yeah. Well, to be so it's a I switch. It's a switch. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, let's do a real intro. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the highly suspicious podcast with Louis and Preston. My name's Preston. We are reporting once again live from the trap the trap house we're back carl was supposed to be on this episode but he's a fake friend yeah. as we've discovered he didn't listen to the he episode. didn't listen to the episode and we were true to what we said we didn't hit him up outside <laughs> of that he could have been sitting home today with nothing else to do and he could have been fully available to record <laughs> but he did not listen to the episode which means that he actually hates us oh my god no. Next episode's it's, a guest episode. That's what I'm settling on. It's so interesting to me that no one that I'm, like, really close to yeah. wants to listen to the podcast, which yeah. means that a lot of the people listening to this are people that I either kind of know or don't know, or don't know yeah. at all. And that's a little scary that's to me. That's a little me. weird. Because if your only impression of me was me on the show, you would think I'm a jackass. <laughs> A little bit, right? A little bit. No. When we're talking about intricate discussions and I make bad jokes and I'm like, yeah. no, Poor no, taste. you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that we talk about dreams. <laughs> I don't know. I had a nightmare last night, which I I don't have dreams. I have nightmares so more you consistently. Say, it was, was some creepy do shit. Do you remember it? All I remember is what woke me up, which was like... Some some fucking horror movie shit. Because it was just like a shadowy figure, size of a child, running up through my house. That's scary. Like in the shadows and shit. Dude. I It made me wake up and be like, damn, is my house haunted? <laughs> I had a dream that I have not told you about that happened a couple weeks ago. And let me tell you what. This was the, like the scariest dream I've ever had. I've, I'm on record saying that I enjoy scary dreams. Yeah. As disturbed as that sounds. No, because it gets your adrenaline going, but there's no real risk. And it's also like cool to wake up and yeah. be like, that was a whole, whole like plot. horror movie plot whole that I plot. lived through. Yeah. But I was house-sitting somebody's house in the country. And I don't really know them like that, but I was watching their house, and it was this big old mansion, and it was so old that it had like this church on the property. That's and, horrifying. And so this whole shit, just those was supposed two to be combined. just me, and I was there, and it was kind of creeping me out. And I met up with my friends. Like, on the second day, we went to, like, the gas station or something. And this one guy who I haven't seen or talked to or thought about since high school was there. But he was really nice because I didn't have my debit card or anything with me. (laughs) So he's like, you know what? I'm going to spot you. I I got you, Louie. I'm going to spot you this shit from the gas station because I'm that type of guy. So I had good vibes in the dream for a second. But Mm. after that, we kind of all went our separate ways that I went back to the creepy house. And so I'm in the creepy mansion and the curiosity just keeps eating at me about this church that's right here because, you know, what the fuck? What possible justification is there to... And I don't think I was supposed to go in there either. 
But I did it. I went in there. I flipped the light switch in there. There's one of those things where the light took a second to like turn on. Yeah. And not only that, but it was some dim ass lights. It did not do a whole lot for the room. It just made it yeah. look creepier. Yeah, yeah. Creepy lighting kicks in. So I just have this crazy feeling like I'm being watched. Mm. Like, Fun. like I just feel like there's something in this fucking church. And I'm looking in different places. I keep tricking myself thinking I'm hearing noises, but I can't find anything. And I look behind, like, they have these big, tall windows, so it actually has some big, long drapes Mm -hmm. right next to it. So I look behind the drapes, and there's this young person just crouched, chilling behind the drape, and it scares the fuck out of me. And then he starts, like, coming at me, (laughs) and he's, he's speaking, but he's saying things... That don't really make sense. Like you know words what I mean? in no specific order, or like speaking in tongues. Not in tongues. It was it was English, but it was a type of madness that was displayed where what he was saying wasn't really quite making sense, even though he's talking like what he say makes all the sense of the world. But these so he was saying straight sentences that made zero sense. That made zero that's sense horrifying. In my head. No, that's horrifying. And all these other fucking little people are coming out of the floor <laughs> in this church. And they're all fucking coming at me. And and that's when I woke up. And, oh my god. And that was one of those <laughs> like shits where I woke up and you. I'm like... <sighs> yeah. yeah. Remind me to never house it. <laughs> yeah, alright. Damn. I, I always get a creepy vibe from house sitting. Because it's always like... Just being There's, in a house by yourself can be a little creepy. Yeah. And the larger it is, the creepier it is. That's true. That's a that's a proven fact. Yeah. But, like, my parents' house doesn't scare me to be alone in it. Because I've been there yeah, a billion you know, times alone yeah. and there's never been anything that happens to me. But whenever you're Somebody in else's house. a foreign environment, yeah. it's kind of like, okay, there are factually some unknown variables at play. <laughs> And I might. And your brain takes advantage of that. Yeah. I might. Because then you start thinking. Yeah, but I might not. So, yeah, that was disturbed. <laughs> that was disturbed. I was talking about horror movies the other day. And I was. It's about that time of the yeah, year. We're getting close we're to gonna, spooky season. We'll have to come up with something to do for the spooktacular this year. Yeah. Something I new. have one idea that I might pitch to you, but. Cool. It's, it's hard because. Last the first one was so good, and then last one Classic. was even better. Going to jail, going yeah. to a haunted jail, an actual haunted jail cell, and we were actually scared at ourselves, and we actually heard something on the microphone. Yeah, that I still don't have any explanation for. Yeah, creepy audio files, perfect ghost hunting material right there. Yeah, I do like that we did ghost hunting, but. No, I was talking about horror movies and, like, my favorite genre being probably, like, sci-fi horror. Because that's just, like, close to even, like, Cthulhu-type stuff where it's just, like, uncomprehensible watching the thing. Mm -hmm. Where it's just, like, the aliens could be anywhere. It's a scary thought on its own. And then they transform and it's, like, some straight demonic-looking shit. And I feel like that's just such a 
like even like uh, Alien. That's a There's such a specific of kind of scary about sci-fi horror. And it's very different than like there's a man with an axe in the woods. And it's or a ghost. It's a fine line because a lot of times when it's like, okay, we're trying to make this funny looking alien thing yeah. scary, it's like, I don't give a fuck about that. But, but what just, if they actually made it scary? Then it's fucking scary. An alien just the design of the oh, xenomorph yeah. is scary. The fact that it's like one of these things where it's just unstoppable. Yeah. Where they're shooting at it, it's not fucking doing anything. Yeah. It'll just keep getting picked off. And the sound design is oh really good God, at that great. too. Because I, I love the practical effects from that. And I think that I like practical effects like that because it can be gory, but it's not ridiculous. You know? Like, it's blood, the blood is thick and dark and, like, adds to the horror factor of it. Looks like fucking blood yeah. is actually Versus like. other things where it's just spraying all over the place. Or it's, like, CG'd and doesn't look real and, like, is clearly, you know, it's about the gore. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be. Like, like I was watching, uh, this is not horror, but it's got horror influence. I was watching Blade the other day, the, the old one. I haven't seen it. Really? I have not seen it. You should definitely watch that. I I watched it sort of on a limb, and I was like, you know what? This is fantastic. Peak cinema. Second one, it's it's been mid so far, but because there's the trilogy. But the first one hit. But there were some scenes in it where I was just like, this is just too bloody. This is just too too ridiculously bloody, you know? And they were trying to be like, it's one scene where it's like the vampires own clubs, basically, to collect people to drink. Mm-hmm. and they had, like, a rave, and they're spraying blood, like, all over the place. Like, from the sprinklers, it's, like, fake blood. Right. But in the scenery, it could be, like, real blood. It's... And it's just ridiculous. And then, then there's, like, a fight scene in it, which looks cool, but also, like, there's vampires eating people in the same setting, and it's just, like, there's so much blood everywhere. That it's kind of ridiculous and not even... Like, the idea of blood coming out of sprinklers, scary. Kind, kind of scary. Yeah. You know, if it, if it looked right, it could, it could be kind of freaky. Mm-hmm. But there was just too much. Too much red everywhere. Everything's shiny. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but I think practical blood can, can be very, like, atmospheric and horrifying. I think the vampire's genre is done a disservice over time. Oh, yeah. I feel like... One of the only movies you could point to and be like, that's an actual good depiction of a vampire, and it's done in a creepy new way. Like, the original Dracula. That's really one of the only ones you can point to, because what are you pointing at in modern times? Like, fucking Twilight? Fuck out of here. Yeah, Twilight did the biggest disservice to the vampire, like, mythos. But there are so many things like that where it's kind of like, romanticized version of yeah. vampires. Fucking like vampire iRobot. Or not iRobot. Um, iZombie. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but that's zombies. Yeah. Which is worse. <laughs> to romanticize zombies is so much worse. But to be fair, that's not doing a disservice to vampires because it's not vampires. Yeah. And, and zombies has a ton of... Uh, I'm just saying, you shouldn't... The fetishization of monsters is weird. Like, that shouldn't exist. I hate that that exists in our... In our society. That's one of those things where it's just like, keep that on Reddit. You so, know? so you talked about Keep sci-fi. your fan fiction, fiction online. You talked about sci-fi horror. I think 
that's a perfect segue into the show that I've been rewatching, which has been Doctor Who, because there's a ton of episodes in that. Overall, it's kind of a goofy show. Yeah. It's it's supposed to be tongue-in-cheek at points. You yeah. Know, sometimes it's like the most CG alien you've ever seen, and it's yeah. like, that's not scary. But there's a few standout episodes where... It is truly disturbing. Like, yeah. there's one where they're, like, on a base on Mars, so there's only, like, ten people there. Yeah. And just weird shit starts happening, people start going missing Damn. type of thing. And there's another one, uh, you've probably heard of this or seen something about it, but there's something called the Weeping Angel. So, it's this alien, but it takes the form of, like, these concrete statues of angels. So every time you look away, they move a little bit closer yeah. to you. But if you're looking at them, they can't move. Yeah. So they just get closer and closer, and you have to like maintain eye contact with them. And even if you blink, yeah. they can fucking kill you like yeah. that because yeah. they they move super fast. And but anyways, that's a tangent. No, that's horrifying. the The point of that is. Doctor Who is fire, and they they did a lot for sci-fi. See, I like that sci-fi TV can sci-fi. like dance around like that because it can be comedic, it can be you know zany mm-hmm. and weird, and then it can also be like kind of creepy. Yeah, like, and like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, bro. That that shit is it's trippy, funny. Yeah, but it's also it also has a good mix of like okay, these are actually cool out there thought up ideas. Yeah. That are good in sci-fi. Yeah. But it's also in kind of a comedic world in a comedically written way. Yeah. Anyways. So, I want to I wanna start a discussion based off of what you were saying earlier about how you were so surprised that I haven't watched Blade. What's... Uh, we can both go a couple times. Okay. But what's, what's those movies for you? What's those movies where it's like everyone in the world's watched them... Every they're culturally significant, and when someone talks to you about it, you're kind of like, "Well, that's one I've never had a chance to see or don't want to see." I don't know. I consume a lot of of movies. Honestly, I, I like movies more than TV shows sometimes. So I'll kind of go back and forth where I'm watching movies all the time, yeah. or I'm binge watching a show. I don't know. I, I, I there have been some that I've watched recently that I hadn't seen in a while, and like kind of forgot. I also think that it's interesting because like. Nikki's been watching a lot of stuff where it's just, like, made me think about how there's a whole, you know, genre that men are not exposed to. There's shit you haven't even touched. Right. And there's there's stuff that's, like, targeted, and you know you're not the target audience, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So, Nikki's been rewatching like, all the Barbie stuff, and she was like, you don't even know, or, like, Anastasia and shit like that, like, some, some princess stuff yeah. that I'm sure only girls watched. Right. Of a certain time period. Uh-huh. And she's talking about it like, you haven't seen that before? Like, yes, I grew up with sisters, but no, I didn't see any of that before. And she was just like, oh my gosh, this is so good, blah, blah, blah. And I was looking at the animation, I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is disturbing. I'm so interested in stuff like that. Not specifically that, but just how there's shit stuff that like, I don't yeah. even think about yeah. that are like classics for, for other people. For, for people that are not me. Yeah. Exactly. And that's not to say that I wouldn't enjoy this shit because I feel like 
if something's a classic, well, I would, like a true classic, I would be able to get something out of it. But I don't know. The I, other day I was talking about how like I like foreign films, but that is a genre that some people will not touch. And how like I was watching something and somebody was speaking like a foreign language or like should have been speaking a foreign language in my mind. Like it would have made sense. Movies will do that sometimes where somebody will speak a foreign language and they'll just do closed captions. Mm. And other times they'll like switch it. So they'll speak a foreign language and then it'll switch to English at some point. Mm. Or they just won't pay attention to any of the context and say, guess what? They speak English. And they'll just have them speaking English from the get. Yeah. I would rather it make sense and be contextual. I can read fucking subtitles. But I think there's enough people out there that would refuse to read subtitles that that's why there's, like, English and shit where there shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And how I'm not scared of foreign films, but there are people who would never watch something that they have to read subtitles for the entire time. This is so tangentially related, but that just makes me think of in Avatar 2. Yeah, exactly. Where, where they're like... Where they go from speaking... Uh, uh, they were like, Jake we speak, know... Yeah. Jake spoke oh my Navi God. for so long that it just started to sound like English. Well, and so... <laughs> so that's kind of what I mean, though, where they just will, like, switch they're like, it. fucking the audience is we lazy. Know you don't wanna, lazy yeah, we know you don't want to... Yeah, we know you don't want to read fucking you know closed captions this entire time. You're unlocking me right now, but... You know what a huge pet peeve is for me? And this is a newer pet peeve because I don't do subtitles a whole lot. Yeah. Caroline's kind of gotten me into it a little bit more. I grew up with it. Because either you have to crank the volume to be able to actually hear everything. Yeah. And even then sometimes... You miss like, it. When it's like a foreign accent, you're like, what the fuck did he say? Yeah. It, that's, that's the old person dynamic we have sometimes when... The uh, subtitles are off, where it's like, what did he say? I don't know. The subtitles Should we off. rewind? No. <laughs> it probably wasn't important. The big pet peeve I've recently discovered when they're speaking foreign language in a movie or a TV show or something, and the subtitle is speaking in a foreign language. Yeah. It's like, I hate that so you, much. Dude. I hate it you so, are so fucking lazy. much. It is the worst. Even if it's not something that we're supposed to know what they're saying. I want to know. At least I tell me what know. foreign language it is. Yeah, fucking true. Speaks, speaks Russian. Speaks in foreign language. Yeah, speaks in Kill Mandarin. Yourself. Fucking That hell. is so ugly. It is. No, I love, I love when there's like descriptory words on closed captions where it's like aggravated sigh. <laughs> Just just the dumbest shit. You could have just said sigh. So, Who decided they needed to add an adverb to the fucking sound effect? Sometimes that cracks me up. It's hilarious. It's like menacing I, laugh. I get guess that's for like <laughs> menacing deaf laugh is so good. I guess that's for like deaf people yes. that need to know the tone in the movie. But are they really getting so much out of these I don't think so. that they I wouldn't really get from so. just watching the movie, like, if you see someone's face looking forlorn, you don't need to put <laughs> depressed sigh. <or laughs> forlorn sigh. Right. Oh, my God. So, I'm going to give a few movies since you completely evaded the question. I did. I did. The you Godfather is one of those movies that's an easy answer. That yeah. Every, the people who have you watched know, it are I'm like, be honest, I've you need to fucking watch it. A portion of... That's one of those movies where, and there's more movies for me where it's like I've seen a portion of it on TV 
and then never watched the entire thing. And that's probably one of those. Probably the same for most of the other Godfather movies, where I've probably seen a clip of it somewhere at some point, and just never watched the rest. I know my grandpa's rolling in his grave because he fucking loved Worship the Godfather. Another one of those uh, recently amended, me and Caroline just watched Batman Begins and The Dark Knight Rises for the first time. Yeah, I had never seen either of those two movies. The only one I'd seen was The Dark Knight multiple times. Yeah, which is the classic for of the trilogy. Yeah, and I really could have gone the rest of my life without seeing the other two. Yeah, but they were good. They were entertaining. Entertaining and now, is a good way to put it. Now I'll have kind of the context for when people are doing the Bane references and stuff to me. <laughs> I was born in the I was born in the darkness. D- Daigle likes to do that. He likes to do the Bane voice. Yeah. Just for no reason. Just for no reason. Just a impression here and there. Casablanca, haven't seen that. I feel like that's not that weird. I don't even know what that is. That's not that weird because we're fucking 22 years old. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, that's surprising that we yeah, haven't you seen haven't a movie from 100 years ago. Right. Have you seen I Chandler's just, List? I'd watch that for... That's a good one. Like school or something like that, I think. Did you see Good Will Hunting? Yeah. You've seen that before, Have you seen 2001? Space Odyssey? Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm just I'm just like that, though. You just... Do you search up popular classic movies? No, I actually looked up classic movies with the Z. I don't know if I've ever watched... With the Z. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever watched all of Silence of the Lambs. It's good. It's definitely a classic. I know it's creepy. Have just, you watched Seven? I don't know why that's a classic movie. I don't even know movies. what that is. Oh, you have to see Seven. It's a Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman movie where it's it's like uh, they're investigating the serial killer murders and it's like uh, basically like the Zodiac killer. So oh. they're decoding shit and shit. It's like cool. a thriller type of movie. I won't spoil it. More either. than that? Yeah. I've seen part of Lost Boys. I don't even know what that is either. That's a vampire movie. Really? Yep. I've seen part of Liar Liar. Really? Um, I see. I love Liar Liar. I'm I'm a big. I enjoy what I saw, but it's one of those things I'm a where huge I saw huge Jim Carrey fan. It's one of those things where I saw it on TV. And yeah. I didn't get a chance to watch it all the way through, and I just never. Yeah, I don't know. Watch it all the way through. That might be one of my favorites because he's just hilarious in it, and I love. That's another movie that I gotta praise having blooper reels during the credits because they're hilarious. It shows how much of it he was just, like, ad-libbing, and it's iconic because he's just so good at that. I feel like it would be so fun to be, like, a secondary character in one of those movies. Yeah. And you just get to see... You just get to watch Jim Carrey's bad. Some comedic genius (laughs) is just ad-lib the funniest shit ever. Oh, shit. What's one movie with Snoop in it? Okay, yeah, so Starsky and Hutch. There's a scene with Vince Vaughn and Snoop Dogg in it, and... Vince Vaughn smacks Snoop, and apparently that was not in the script. So Snoop really had to stop himself from, like, beating the shit out of Vince Vaughn, because he, like, he was, like, the actor in me was, like, that was a good, good move for the scene. But, like, the real me wanted to fucking kick his ass. I I just heard a story kind of like that, where in Rocky Three, Yeah. I heard this because someone was talking about how bad all the fight scenes are in Rocky, which some is, of them are, is a take you can agree or disagree with. That's I, one of those I series where I would say the first one's probably the best one, and then if if you're just kind of there for it, like if I feel like any movie is like that, where if 
on its own, it's not very good compared to the first one or the third one. Like, sometimes the third one's better than the second one, which is weird. Yeah. If you watch them all together, if you watch them all together, it's still pretty decent. Like, it is, it's better to watch all of them back to back than when you've seen it on its own and you're like, eh, that was kind of mid compared to the first one. But the best fighting scene in all those movies was in Rocky Three, where uh, where your boy <laughs> wasn't really getting along with the actor who played Drago. Yeah, he was he was this mean Russian guy like in real life. In so real they life. went got into an actual fight on the screen. Yeah, and and so that's one of the moments in that show where it's like, yeah, that's it's great. Because it's, it's that's an exception to the believable, room. and it's believable because it's actually happening. Yeah, I think. it's like it's like how some movies the romantic relationship is so good because they actually got together in real life. Yeah, you'll see that a lot too. Yeah, okay, I gotta check to see if this is the right one that I want to play by this artist. So that's very badass rapping, right? Or is um, it cooking soul rap? Anderson Pack. No, it's not. That's what it said on... I kind of get what you're saying, though. It doesn't sound like Anderson Pack. So we listened to Money Andy by Cook and Soul. I think that's Anderson Pack on there. Louis does not agree. I like that the only description for Cook and Soul on Spotify is Grammy Award winning producer and DJ. Which, you know, keep it simple, I guess. I'm probably just going to leave in the part where... (laughs) Where we I don't sp- believe you that it's Anderson Pack. Yeah. That would be a better way to explain it. I still don't know if I believe that it's Anderson Pack. To me, I mean, inflection-wise, it sounds like it's Joey Badass. That's what it sounded like to me. But if that is Anderson Pack rapping, that is very impressive. I've heard why I find it so hard to believe. I've heard Anderson Pack rap before. Yeah. It didn't sound like that. It sounded like like Anderson. Like Pack. his, yeah. he's got a very he's got a very specific voice. voice. Yeah, which is why you know he's one of those artists where he's like a Twenty One Savage, where you hear him get on a song and you're like, who is that? Who is uh, that? Yeah, no one questions when Anderson packs on a song because you know it like that. Yeah, true. I guess every other song except for that one. Uh, see, I love Anderson Pack, and I'm, I'm glad that I just now learned who the fuck that is on there, because I was just fucking with that song. I heard the Yes Lord in there, and I, I was like, I wonder if that's just a reference to Anderson Pack. So, and, and I love the bar in there where they're saying, Mama said dream big like my forehead. That's just hilarious. Every time I hear that, no matter how many times I hear this song, it has me dying. Like, I'm listening to it for the first time. That's a clear Anderson Pack reference. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I really like that. I'm going to have to listen to more. What's the What's the producer, Cook and Soul? Yeah. I feel like I've heard some Cook and Soul before. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, because like I said, I kind of didn't even realize, you know, that they were a producer, but I'm sure that they have produced shit that I've listened to before. Mm-hmm. And then this sort of just came up in the mix of, like, what I've been listening to. Has a the the beat really is what carries the song. Yeah. Because uh, Anderson Pack hypothetically, <laughs> he he's good on there. Yeah. He, he has some good flows. He's got a couple bars that are pretty good. But let's be honest, the vibe that is painted and created by the production. Oh yeah. Is what makes that 
Marie listenable, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's so it's so hype. It, you know, it's, it's it's light. It's fun. It's it's lush. It's upbeat. Yeah, it's excellent. The bars are good, but yeah, you're right. They aren't what just carrying the whole song. And obviously, that doesn't fashion matter week in a Paris never left the hotel. Like it's just some of those that are like they're in there, but then the beats like elevated. Yeah, I think the re-listenability comes from the beat. But I I think what first got me was just. Some some shit like that. Anderson Pack's one of those artists that I fuck with. Yeah. But I'm not as in love with him as a lot of people are. One of the reasons be he just has a lot of music. Yeah, out. he does he have has a lot of music. A ton of albums. He has a ton of you know side projects. No worries. Yeah. And and like the album with Bruno Mars that I could just never really get into. Yeah. But he's. I'm happy that he's gotten so popular. I mean, I think uh, he's coming up on ten years of mm-hmm. you know making music. Right, probably longer, but you know, first album, 2014. So. You, you know what people forget about that legendary 2016 freshman class, double XL freshman class mm-hmm. that people talk about all the time because it had Uzi in it, had Twenty One Savage in it, had Lil Yachty in it, had Denzel Curry in it, had. You know, all of these artists that have done so good were such a moment in their time, but the longevity, too, is why people talk about it all the time. Anderson Pack was a part of that class. People forget about that. Yeah. But, but he's been he's been in the mix doing his thing for a while. And I'm happy for him that he's finally getting, like, the super recognition that he yeah. deserves. Where it's just, like... Next I, level. See, I think I think that Bruno Mars album that is helped. is huge. Uh-huh. Like their their co op projects are gonna be huge for him. Mm-hmm. I was talking about other artists that it feels like there should be a combo like that because that's they work so well together. Their voices work really well together. Right. That's why they're good together and popular together. And I was saying like I want uh, Anderson Pack to do shit with like a bunch of other people, mix and match. Um, do you know who Omar Apollo is? I was saying, like, and do you know who Steve Lacey is? Mm-hmm. Steve Lacey, Omar Apollo. That'd should, be crazy. Should collab. That, wouldn't that be crazy? Doesn't that, that feel like it should happen, though, too? That's an interesting mix appeal, but that's kind of why I want to hear what that would sound like. Yeah. I'm Omar right. Apollo's starting to get big, so I feel like they're on their way to having yeah. some crazy collaborations in the future, though. Uh, um, Anderson packs a great feature artist, and that's kind of why. Oh, yeah. Cause he, he uh, he works with a lot of rappers. He's more likely to work with a rapper than yeah uh, uh, another R and B artist. Yeah, which is why the Bruno Mars thing was like wow. Yeah, like, like who would have fucking thought? Cause he Cause seemed like not he, his usual. Yeah, right. Mo. Yeah, but like he's got a couple features on Schoolboy Q's Blank Face album, mm-hmm. which are just incredible. I just. I play that shit all the time. Anyway, shout out to Cook and Soul. Yeah, big shout out. I need to... Jumping off of that, <laughs> not really, completely unrelated to that. This is something I was kind of thinking about in the first half of the show. Just when you said, just the rare occasion of the sequels being better than the original. It's usually the original, it's the best one, Yeah. And then after that it's kind of worse. Terminator is a great example of when that's not true. I think Terminator time travel stuff is is probably the best genre 
for that to be the case, though, you know? Because there can be... It's not just a sequel. It can be a prequel. Right. And shit like that. Terminator 1 was really good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But Terminator 2 and 3 were definitely better. Yeah. Easily better. Yeah. Well, and that's another prime example of, like, if you watch them all together, though, it doesn't necessarily feel that way. But if you watch them... I think them, it does, because that's how I watched them. Well, because then it's, like, one one storyline versus, yeah. like, you watch Terminator, and then it's been a while, and you watch Terminator 2, and you're like, this is so much better. Like To your point, though, I think that... I feel like there's just less chance of it feeling that way when you're watching it all as one story. Like, uh, to your point, when you do a time travel movie and using time, uh, Terminator as an example, the f- the first movie has to kind of lay out the gr- groundwork, yeah. explain how time travel works yeah. in this fictional world, and it has to be kind of a simpler, linear storyline. Yeah. As and opposed time travel's to, just there. As opposed to, you know, in T2 and T3, yeah. where it's actually like some end of the world crazy yeah. shit. Sarah Connor's now this badass yeah. who who kills a bunch of people. No, I think that's part of why those are better than the original, is that it's kind of more dystopian mm-hmm. and more like... Mad Max like yeah. like more apocalyptic and fighting the apocalypse and shit like yeah. that versus the first one is a little more slow paced right you yeah. know because it's kind of just like there, this there, event is coming it's not like happened yet yeah. it's like it's smaller stakes too because it's like I'm Sarah Connor I don't want to get killed yeah as opposed to the future where it's like the the whole fate of humanity is resting on this yeah you know yeah but Going off of that, you have any sequels that are better than the originals? I think The Dark Knight, based on what we were saying earlier, that's one that follows that formula. Yeah. Where it's so much better than Batman Begins. It's it's better in every fucking way than the original. I also think, like... Oh, man. I hate when I'm about to say something and it just, like, left. Me too. Um, I've heard people talk about Shrek like that. Where mm-hmm. some people really, really fuck with, like, Shrek Forever After. and shit, Or, like, Far, Far Away. I really like Forever and, After. And shit like that. And they're kind of like, yeah, first one's okay. And just, like, I get production value-wise very different and all that. And, like... It appeases to different audiences, too. Like, mm-hmm. the, the kind of comedy that's in it mm-hmm. is very different. But I've repeatedly heard Dude people be right. like, yeah, yeah. Dude like, right. there's just quotable moments from shit like that. And it's just like, the first one is, is actually more serious about itself, you know? Like, it's more so trying to tell a love story and there's comedy. Versus the other ones are more just about comedy. comedy. I think... It's, Talking it's, about time travel, wait a minute. It's strange to me that you brought up Shrek and I was like, oh, he's obviously going to bring up Shrek too. Everyone thinks that's better than the yeah. original. He went forever after. 
Fair. I think there's an argument to be made because I love Forever After. I think it's super underrated yeah. and overhated for no reason. I think it's funny because they kind of, like I said, time travel. Like they they sort of yeah. play around with the with the genre, and it's more complicated because they went from just like there being storybook characters in the first one to there being like straight up magic yeah. and like complex magic. Can we all agree that three is dog shit? Three though? is dog shit. It's yeah. it's actually dog shit, and that's why there was a need for Forever After yeah. as not only a cohesive ending to yeah. the story, which I don't like that they're opening that shit back up. Yeah. Same thing with Futurama. They you, need to leave you it alone. ended it on a fucking perfect yeah. note, and then you're like, oh, well, never mind. Leave it alone. Let why, it die. Why end anything? Yeah. Why do we even do seasons? Why, why don't... Why don't why doesn't everything just continue in perpetuity if you want it to be like that? Why does there ever have to be... Yeah, unique? why make an ending and then... Yeah, what's the fake, point? Pump fake us and, and be like, actually, it's been a couple of years. What if we brought it back? Yeah. So, no, I'm, let it in die. conclusion, I'm out on Trek 5. Yeah. I will say, though, did you... Uh, I finally saw... That newer Puss in Boots movie. I've I heard that know, it's great. I, don't I haven't watched it. If we've talked about it on the show. But the hype is deserved. Wow. For, for you to say that is high marks. That means I'm watching that later. It's a, uh, it's not a perfect movie by any means. Yeah. But it's funny. It's got a cool story. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I liked the first Puss in Boots movie. You I did when too. That came back? But I don't even remember it. That came I might out have to rewatch that a while back, but like I just I thought it was good. Like I really it added like it. it added lore, you know. Yeah. Backstory. I like a lot of bullshit back then that I probably would look at now and be like, why? Nah. Why? No, it's funny too because I saw you know how just like everything is in the YouTube reels or Instagram reels. Mm-hmm. There was one video talking about how like in the alternate timeline for Forever After, like. Puss is fat and taken right. care of by Fiona. Yeah. And very happy to be like a pampered house cat. Yeah. House cat. Mm-hmm. And then how in this new one, he's like depressed and old. The new movie? In the new movie. Yes. He's just depressed and old. And how they were kind of like, he he wanted to be complacent versus having to be complacent. And I was like, that's an interesting, like... Plot point to point out is like the real pro- uh, antagonist in that movie is like his own mortality. Yeah. So it's the thing where like he's on his last life. Yeah. And all he needs is one mess up, one mistake, and he's fucking dead, dead. Yeah. So he it, it, just based off of that, that sounds like a fucking deep. Yeah. No. And see, I like. Movie. I feel like. I feel like I appreciate that. I feel like it's it's cool because it's a kids movie, so they can be lighthearted about it. But it's like actually a good plot point. Yeah, you know, right. like a strong plot point. I don't know if we talked about this. Like your character goes from not having any fear of death because they have nine lives yeah. to having it yeah. constantly on their mind. I we might have had this conversation the last time. Put some. That Puss in Boots movie was brought up. Yeah. Because I don't think I'd see it at the time, so I don't remember. But this conversation definitely was brought up. But just having any sort of moral in a children's movie makes it 
a positive experience. Oh, yeah. And so many of the ideas and shit are just so watered down. Dude, I was like, hyping up the Barbie movie to my grandfather the other day. He was asking about it, like, if anybody had seen it. And he was like, I heard it was pretty good. And I was like, honestly, yeah. Nice. You know? Like, fucking hell. All kids' movies should have more than surface-level plot. You remember we went out with Carl and Luke, and yeah. Carl brought up the Barbie movie, and all three of us were like, fuck yeah, that movie's awesome. <laughs> We'd all been drinking, we were all like, yeah. fuck yeah, Barbie. It's three drunk men hyping up Barbie. Yep. And, and Carl was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he was like, I did not expect you all to be hyping the shit. Yeah, that was the exact op. He was like, I wasn't expecting all three of you. He was like, statistically, that just feels wrong. I mean, he's probably right, though. I feel like statistically, there there was kind of a low shot of us all being like, fuck yeah, Barbie. Uh, this is late in the show to be bringing up such a hot button thing. But can we talk about how fragile masculinity is? In in the world, yeah, because people are United threatened States. by the Barbie movie. Be, not which only is sad. not only are they threatened by it, but whenever that uh, Sloppenheimer discussion comes up, Sloppenheimer, Barbenheimer, my mistake, not Sloppenheimer. That's something else. <laughs> whenever that comes up, uh, sometimes you'll be around, you know, the the man's man. Yeah, and they're like. Why do you like Barbie more than Oppenheimer? I was like, well, have you seen Barbie? And they're yeah. like, no. And I'm like, well, you should see it because yeah. it's very good. And they're like, actually, I'm not going to. Yeah. And it's like... Well, then, let's just not have this conversation. <laughs> because you clearly don't know what you're talking about. And you just admitted it. No, it's funny because Oppenheimer is just a worse movie overall. And I love all the memes that I've seen about it that are just like about Oppenheimer... Being horny and wanting to be, like, the smartest person around. It's it's literally the Jurassic Park, like, but did you stop to think if you should? Right. And, and then there's Robert Downey Jr. just being like, I'm Strauss. <laughs> Which is literally the whole movie. That's literally the whole movie is Oppenheimer's horny. He's being interrogated. He wants to make the bomb because he wants to know if he can make the bomb. And there's Strauss. Something about Oppenheimer that kind of hurts the replay value oh, for yeah. me. I'm never watching that movie again. I Part of it's the length, obviously. That yeah. makes it hard to rewatch something like that. But I really don't feel like they said anything that substantial as far as you know. About I, anything, yeah. anything deeper about anything. than it was basically bad. It was just a biopic. Yeah, it wasn't even. They then they tried to be like, yeah, the government screwed over Oppenheimer. That was the point that they tried to make at yeah. the end, and I feel like there was plenty of and, a conclusion with and, the Strauss storyline. They could have just left it at like this is what happened. They didn't have to show him in the future and shit like that. And government bad is also a very shallow message because it's like uh, you know some people might watch the movie and get their minds blown by that but be impressed they're watching the movie we're like well well, yeah government is bad and make a more substantial point please no i saw somebody 
being upset online talking about how like the land that they ended up using for it did ha- it wasn't uninhabited there were people there uh-huh. and then they were like used for working with radioactive material but not given suits because they were people of color mm-hmm. and I'm like it honestly if they had gotten more into like the repercussions of their actions during that time you already had a two hour long movie you didn't need any of those fucking sex scenes and I am become death all right tell, tell me some more historical shit that was fucked up if you're trying to say government bad get into it yeah i think just inherently that's a whitewash perspective that yeah even though they did mention it i like that they did mention it but for it to just be a footnote when yeah and for him to sort of just be like true. give it back to the people that were there it's like well i mean sure I, if they want that irradiated land buddy i like that part though because uh <laughs> Because Truman looked at him and he was like, bitch. Yeah, he was like, the fuck do I look like? <laughs> Fucking crybaby. Yeah. Are there any movies coming out? Or or no? Oh, man. I feel like for October there has to be. There's always shit coming out in October. Of course my phone's lagging. So, apparently, there's going to be a new Exorcist movie, which I'm so out on. Yeah. Look at this, though. Oh, my God. In the upcoming movie section, there is something that says 2024, and it's just a picture (laughs) of... Wait, no, he's supposed to be making his last movie. And we don't even know what it's going to be. I don't know. It could be the movie critic. That's what it just said there. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, there's the new Deadpool. That's kind of exciting. That might be good. And the, the rest of Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Sonic. Another fucking Sonic. Oh, my God, stop. I did just hear about the Aquaman 2 movie. I saw Another something that, that... Oh, yeah, that Joker movie's gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about it, but it's gonna be crazy. I'm excited because I like that, like sort of cinematic universe yeah. right now. Do you like uh, the concept behind it? Have you, have you heard the I, concept I went to see it? the original Joker in theaters. Mm-hmm. It was great. Well, it's and gonna then I be... Like the, I like the new Batman uh, sort of like darker yeah. setting. I don't like that those aren't supposed I to like, be in the same universe when yeah. that would just be a perfect It would work marriage. so well. Um... You know, they do need to introduce their own Batman at some point if they're just going to be doing Joker movies because the Joker's not the Joker without Batman. That's true. Otherwise, he's just a domestic terrorist. (laughs) Which is sort of what... That's why... Which is cool. No, and that's what we were saying about, like, they go hand in hand. Like, they they have the same dark energy and it's not like they're villains. Yeah. They're fucking domestic terrorists. I didn't even mean, like... The characters, I mean, those the, two movies, yeah, no, the, the new Joker and the yeah, new the Batman. Feeling, the, they I, feel they, like they're in would, the same universe. It would be perfect. Uh, but you heard that the concept behind it's like, it's going to be a musical, and and Lady Gaga's going to be Harley Quinn in it. I didn't hear that it's going to be a musical, Louie. <laughs> Don't make me not excited. <laughs> 
I'm not a musical man. But they make me cringe. But what makes me so excited about that? I mean, Lady Gaga is great. It's going to be ambitious as fuck. It is going to be ambitious. Because it's like, how do you make that first movie into that type of thing? It clearly has to be rooted somewhat in Joker's delusions. Yeah. His straight up delusions. Yeah. Which, that's going to make it interesting and entertaining and stuff. Did he see that last Tarantino movie? Uh, What would be the last one? The Hollywood one. What do you mean? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. That's his last one? I think so. Maybe not. There's no way that's his last movie to come out. I feel like there has to be something that's come out since then. I've been thinking about rewatching Hateful Eight. I've never seen it. You should. I love Western, like, shit. And that was perfect timing on that, because, like, Red Dead and shit like that. It's kind of got a similar vibe. Yeah, so the movie critic's supposed to be his final film. I think that's cool to wrap it up. He's got so many great movies, he doesn't need to keep making them. I would prefer prefer that over, you know, this is Scorsese's 100th movie. Dude, there's that was 2019. If that was his last movie, that's kind of wild. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. If it wasn't that, it was Hatefully. When no. Hatefully come out? It, that came out in 2015, so yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was 2019 and his last, the ninth film from, from Quentin Tarantino. Can we talk about Inglourious Bastards is iconic. I need to watch all the Kill Bills. I think I've only seen the first one. I haven't seen any of them. But the fact that Tarantino's still overrated. That's my... A little. Underrated. That's what I mean. I think he's still underrated even though he's one of the most hyped and talked about guys. Because Reservoir Dogs is amazing. Yeah. Pulp Fiction is an undeniable classic. Yeah. Uh, Kill Bill's supposed to be a classic. I haven't seen it though. Uh, Inglorious Bastards is Kill fire. Jango is fire. The stage for like all of the action movies of the early two thousands, basically. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of crazy that he has like, you know, sort of comedic meets action meets you know plot driven storytelling. He does that very well. But the actual watchability. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I walked out of that movie and I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. Because I didn't understand any of the, like, history behind yeah. it. And learning about that shit afterwards, how it's kind of the did same thing. Did it make thing. it re- more rewatchable for you? I-, I haven't seen it, rewatched it, I'm going to rewatch it, but something that Tarantino does that I really like, he kind of twists history mm-hmm. in a way... That makes it cathartic and happier. Like what he does with Django where it's, you know, a slave fighting for his freedom and beating the white man. And it's kind of a victorious thing. And Inglourious Bastards is even a better example of that because they kill Hitler in it. And and, a spoiler for everyone who hasn't seen that, yikes. But, Mm. But obviously Hitler killed himself. He wasn't... I mean, he was, like, scalped, too. They fucked him up. Yeah, they And did. that was... 
it's the same type of thing where it's like they're twist. He's twisting oh, history. Dude, it's it makes it to more make it positive. Well, and it makes it more like twisted and bizarre and like like for there to be a group of soldiers like scalping Nazis. Right. And for, for the leader of this group to be like, you know, bring me Nazi scalps. Yeah. Badass. Twisted and bizarre. And, you know, like, hopefully there's no real historical context for that. But. There might be, but it's, it's uh, maybe not. It's also one of those where, for the plot purpose, it's literally like, how bad can you feel for them? They're fucking Nazis. Well, that's exactly what it is. That's how you make a good historical antagonist. You yeah. already hate well, the Nazis. Well, and he also writes villains so well. You know? Yeah. That's my big thing. For sure. And, and like, every character seems complex. Like, in Hateful Eight. Very complex. I love that movie. I might rewatch that later. I need to watch... I need to watch it, too. You ever watch some more of their shit? Maybe I'll yeah, do a, a Kill Bill double feature. There's definitely some movies in there that I haven't seen. I haven't seen any of the Kill Bills. I don't even know what that is. Uh, don't know what that is. We need to don't have a movie, movie night is. and just watch like every Quentin Tarantino movie we haven't seen. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. That would take forever though because all of these movies are so fucking that's a That's a whole afternoon. Right. It's a whole day. Shit. Whole day. Quentin Tarantino Because I just made four movies. Tarantino Day. <laughs> you want to close this out? Yeah, let's wrap up. Any closing remarks? Movies good. Go watch movies. Um, not at the movie theater because it's Fuck overpriced. Fuck you, Carl. You're getting on an episode soon, even if you're not hearing this. Listen, Carl. This is your. This is your second this is your warning. If you if you're a good enough friend to listen to this all the way through, <laughs> which was the condition last year, time, we are gonna have you on the next episode. If not, we're going to be like, "Hey, what's up, man? You're well, not listening what the to the podcast, going on, dude. What's up? No, we're not even gonna explain to him. We're just gonna be mad at him. But he's gonna be like, "What did I do? <laughs> what did I do?" <laughs> next time we see him, it's just at my birthday. And we're just, we're giving yeah. him shit and the entire even, time. No, I invited no, him and I'm yeah. really just giving him shit the entire time. What if we don't even talk to him? We just ignore him at your birthday party. Oh my god. Carl, hey, please listen hey to the podcast. Guys. I don't want to do that to you. I stare him down. I have to do the bit though. Alright. That's all the time we have for this week. I hope it was as enjoyable as it was incoherent. Um, listen to Cooking Soul and... We'll be back every Thursday for Season 7 of the Highly Suspicious Podcast. Uh, Listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast at Highly Suspicious Podcast on Instagram, link in bio. Yeah.